This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Jerry Carl is speaking out about the Alabama redistricting case that has gone before the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this week. That case is regarding the redrawn congressional districts in Alabama. Plaintiffs have sued to change it in order to make two congressional districts here in the state that is comprised of mostly black or other minority voters. Carl spoke with Sean Sullivan on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. And Carl says that if voters are siphoned off from the current congressional district that Democrat Terry Sewell now represents will only mean that she could very well lose her seat in the next election. Uh, Terry Sewell's the only Democrat congressman that we have here. I love Terry. We all work well with Terry. Terry's in about a 70-30% district. Uh, it would change the district she's in now. It would bring it down to about 52 or 53 percent minority. The the new created district would bring it down to 52 or 53 percent. And I've already let my Democrats know that we'll take it in 2024. There will not be another Democrat district in the state of Alabama if they if they push this through. It will not be. Then we'll have a whole new set of problems. Bingo. Then, then, then they'll start screaming, oh, my gosh, you know, the state of Alabama's racist. They don't even have a minority district. Well, they're creating this storm. A judge is selected outside of Houston County in order to preside over a case that involves the recently fired Houston County prosecutor. Mark Johnson was indicted by a grand jury with six felony counts for seeking favors from witnesses and defendants while he was working as the assistant district attorney. One case in particular came out after a seven-month investigation into Johnson, which revealed that he was having an online romantic relationship with a defendant in a case that he was likely going to prosecute. Johnson was arrested last week and since then has been terminated from that position. Now Circuit Judge Burt Smithhart will preside over Johnson's trial. Smithhart normally works out of Barber and Bullock counties, but he was pulled into this Houston County case after all the county judges recused themselves. An Alabama teenager says she is grateful to be alive after she survived a horrific attack that will now leave a bullet in her head forever. 19-year-old Rachel Hastings was attacked by three people in Marshall County in December of 2021. Hastings says she actually knew one of her assailants and that the group was mad at her for some reason. She was beaten and forced to take unknown drugs and then shot. Her body was dumped in the woods outside of Scottsboro. Hastings spent three days out in that woods before she was able to wake up from the drugs and get to the road. Hastings spoke about her recovery to WAAY-TV News. Well, I'm blessed that I'm alive, but I don't want to be scared to go outside and go at Walmart or places like that. Is that how you feel right now? Yeah. So far, there have been no arrests in this case. However, authorities in both Jackson and Marshall County say that an investigation continues. The Alabama Forestry Commission is concerned about the dry conditions that are here in most of the state. Alabama is currently under a red flag fire warning when it comes to outdoor burns and bonfires. Even though it did rain earlier this week, the commission says it's not enough to make up for the dry conditions that have accumulated in the past few months. The commission urges Alabamians to take stock of the area in which they might be burning or building a fire. Make sure that what is nearby is not flammable or extremely dry and easily combustible. 
Some reassuring news for the city of Mobile. Earlier this week, the Carnival Ecstasy cruise ship left the port of Mobile to be retired. This meant that the city would now have to prepare for an economic hit for the next year since no more cruise ships are expected. This was all part of the plan from Carnival Cruise Lines when they first returned to the port city a few years ago. WKRG is reporting that the director of Visit Mobile has since headed to Miami to talk with Carnival Cruise Lines. David Clark is now saying that Mobile is assured that they will take part in introducing the new Spirit cruise ship in October of 2023. This will be part of Carnival's trial run on how the new cruise ship is received by tourists and travelers. Clark says this assurance for Mobile will be a great economic opportunity to work towards in this upcoming year and then to plan on securing a 12-month contract for cruise ships in the future for that port. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, inflation numbers are out for the month of September. They're coming from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it's showing that last month inflation went up by 0.4% compared to August the month before. That brings the total increase of inflation to a rate of 8.2% compared to this time last year. Groceries are up by 13% compared to this time last year. Inflation for September would have been higher if it weren't for the dip in energy prices by 4.7%. That's because President Joe Biden has been trying to lower the price of gas by releasing barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. That reserve is down to its lowest levels in decades and cannot continue for much longer now. Biden made a statement when these recent inflation numbers were released. Let me say a few words quickly about today's report on inflation. Americans are squeezed by the cost of living. It's been true for years, and folks don't need to be a report to tell them they're being squeezed. Fighting this battle every day is the key reason why I ran for president of the United States. Under the Trump administration, inflation went up roughly by 2% each year. Republican members of the House Judiciary Committee want answers from the Department of Justice on a recent raid of a pro-life activist in Pennsylvania. Mark Houck was at home with his wife and seven young children when dozens of FBI agents swarmed the house with guns drawn in order to arrest Houck on charges of violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. Now Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio and Mike Johnson of Louisiana are sending a letter to the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland saying that this raid of Houck, along with other pro-life leaders throughout the nation, is indicating that the federal law enforcement is now being weaponized against political opponents. The congressman also notified Garland that they were launching an investigation into the FBI over these recent actions against Houck. And they also said that the same agency is completely ignoring the domestic terrorism that occurred against pro-life clinics and activists in the wake of the leaked Supreme Court decision regarding the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The letter advises Garland to preserve all existing and future records and materials related to these cases. A Florida jury recommends life in prison for Nicholas Cruz for the high school shooting in Parkland, Florida in 2019 that killed 17 victims. Circuit Judge Elizabeth Scherer read the jury's verdict for each victim. Reviewing the aggravating factors that we unanimously found to be established beyond a reasonable doubt, we the jury unanimously find that the aggravating factors are sufficient to warrant a possible sentence of death. Yes. One or more individual jurors finds that one or more mitigating circumstances was established by the greater weight of the evidence. Yes. Parents of the student victims in this mass shooting expressed great disappointment that the jury did not find Cruz worthy of the death penalty, which is in place for the state of Florida.
George Soros, the leftist billionaire who has a history of collaborating with Nazis during World War II, now has Georgia on his mind and the governor's race. Soros has now given another $1 million to Stacey Abrams and her campaign to defeat current governor Brian Kemp this coming November. Soros sent $1 million to One Georgia Incorporated, that's Abrams' leadership committee. He's already given Abrams $2.5 million a few months ago. This brings the total investment in getting Abrams into the governor's mansion at $3.5 million from Soros. Family members of Soros have also contributed personal donations to Abrams' campaign. The money is flowing for Abrams, but not necessarily approval by voters in that state. A Trafalgar poll done this month shows Kemp with a 10-point lead over Abrams. Students have been back in school across the nation for at least two months now, and school board meetings are heating up as parents are uncovering more and more controversial curriculum and programs being implemented within the classrooms. At the Encinitas Union School Board in California, one mother was outraged over a drag queen story hour for kids. And I honestly, sincerely, as a woman, mean this. What is it about a grown man? costumed in a sparkly bra with augmented boobs busting out a leather miniskirt barely covering his twerking ass with tuck tape on his front while spreading his fish netted legs as he writhes on the ground grinding his groin next to a minor mm, family friendly you owe us an answer no. and you know you don't get to hide by just taking something down off peach tree and calling it a day you owe an explanation right. and an apology yeah. to every <laughs> 1819 News reporter Craig Monger has his own story about a Huntsville drag queen who also is a teacher. You can check that out at 1819news.com. And the January 6th House Select Committee votes unanimously to subpoena Donald Trump to bring forth documents as well as testimony under oath regarding the breach of the Capitol building in 2021. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast with host Brian Dawson as he talks about classical education with Dr. Ben Merkel, the president of New St. Andrews College in Idaho. What is a true education? I think that was one of the things that the classical method did really well was stopping and saying, okay, what does it mean to truly educate somebody? It's not just teaching them a few vocational skills as well as um, teaching them to puppet certain politically correct, whatever um, mantras that are going on, but it's teaching them to actually think, to argue, to persuade, to understand what other people are truly saying, to work really hard on a long problem and to use your brain to figure it out. Isolating that as an education, I think is something that we just have completely forgotten. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about the daily detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 